It's 412 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. You can still catch the Canaries this week, tonight, Wednesday, Thursday. They're hosting the Gary South Shore Railcats at the Birdcage, 705. Uh, Thursday night is Stampede Hockey Night. Meet some of the players and coaches of the upcoming season. We are going to continue our discussion today about the aftermath and the continuing struggle down in South Texas involving uh, and the fallout from Hurricane Harvey. Uh, we talked a little bit earlier with, um, with uh, Jesse Schmidt from the Better Business Bureau, and I think we got some of those links up on our Twitter feed at P. Lally Show if you want to find some uh, credible and uh, uh, sources for uh, giving to the folks who are suffering down in South Texas. On the line now, though, we have uh, Robert Morst. He is a former Argus Leader reporter who is now the arts and entertainment editor for the Houston Chronicle. So he's on the ground down there in Houston. Uh, Robert, how's it been for a, a North Dakota boy to uh, go through uh, what is a major hurricane? Uh, wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's really wet. It, it, it's weird, man. It like, like it started raining Friday, and it's been kind of nonstop rain since then. I mean, it, it sounds like I'm trying to make a joke, but it's just, it's like, like do you remember that scene in Forrest Gump when he just says it started raining and yeah. didn't stop for weeks? That's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. But then you see this water rise and rise all around you, and suddenly there's these streets that uh, you've never seen wet before underwater. Yeah, and you hear people talking about you know being stalled out in their attics, and it's insane, man. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. So, you where do you live in the general Houston area? Okay, so Houston's massive. Um, yep. Just uh, for a little context. It's I mean, the fourth depending largest on the report, city in the country. We've got to remember that. Yeah, but in terms of land mass, it's massive. Mm-hmm. Like uh, by some, you know, reports, it's like uh, 6,000 square miles. It's bigger than New Jersey. I mean, it's, it's insane. Like it's up there with L.A. Um, but we're right in the center of it. We're basically like two miles uh, south of downtown Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if you see it in the map, we're just right in the middle, man. So you actually, uh, it, was, it was worse than Galveston, which is straight south of Houston, right? So yeah, you're, southeast. Yeah, you're you're right in the middle of it all. Uh, you've been stuck in your apartment the whole time. Yeah, we've been here since Friday. I mean, like we might be able to drive somewhere, but we're not chancing it. Like we're on the third floor of an apartment. Mm-hmm. We're fortunately in a neighborhood that's got good drainage, and we've had consistent power and water supply since then. So we're just we're holed up here. I'm able to work from home, so we're safe, we're sound, everything's cool. And that's part of the weirdness about it, at least for me, is like. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're, we're kind of comfortable in the situation where like so much of the city is just in turmoil. Yeah. Um, so the worst, really, thing, really, the worst thing that could happen right now to you is that you might run out of something cause you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, we probably won't though. We got kind of weird last week stocked up on everything. So. Yeah. What was that like for you? I mean, you've lived around the country, but you, as I said, grew up in North Dakota, you know, you lived here for a while. You lived, I think you lived in Virginia and a couple other places, but the lead up to this what was that like for you? Um, for me, it's like I always, I don't know, I don't know if dismissive is the right word, but I'm always kind of relaxed about it because, like, you grow up in, in North Dakota in the plains, and, like, in the summer you're fighting tornadoes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. In the winter you're fighting, like, you know, blizzards that could literally kill you any time. So I'm always mm-hmm. like, ah, I can handle it. But as you see, saw this thing grow and grow, you knew it was going to be very, very different than a normal hurricane. I mean, I've been through hurricanes in Virginia, and sometimes they just feel like, like a bunch of rain and some wind, mm-hmm. but, uh, this thing, you could feel it coming. And, uh, it, it actually kind of scared me in a sense. Like I wasn't terrified for my life, but 
it scared me enough to go get tons and tons of water and a bunch of food and all that stuff. And thank God we did. Yeah. Now you did, you weren't overreacting. When, no, no. Uh, you know, people, I make fun of people here when, uh, when it's snow, it's going to snow and everybody goes and buys bread and milk. But in your case, it was the right thing to do. Um, so, uh, what's it like for, I don't think that I can comprehend how hard that rain must have come down. What's it like to see that? Um, I don't know. I mean, because honestly, like some of the hardest rain came at night when we we're sleeping. Yeah. Like it's hard enough to wake you up. You know, there are times when, when like it, it'd be so loud where I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Mm-hmm. And you look outside and it's just, oh, it's just rain and like wind kind of like slamming it against your windows. Yeah. Um, it's not so much like, like the experience of this rain that just pelted you down. It's the... It's just like the, the numbing of your brain, like almost like the logic centers of your brain that it just won't stop. It's like you're used to like like these torrents of rain that'll come hard in Houston for like you know twenty minutes, mm-hmm. and then it lets up. But this just doesn't stop, man. And even when it's not raining, it's raining. It, like it's misting. Like like I said, I looked up and it almost looks like snow fluttering. And you're just like Jesus, it's just this weird light precipitation that just won't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, like I live in this apartment complex and our balcony overlooks a courtyard. And it's like, like the pool, there's so much rain, the pool's like overflowing, Oh, man. you know, which, which sounds like, oh, that's nothing. But it's like this weird, like rain gauge we have in this area. We're just like, oh my God, we've never seen this before. Yeah. Do you know how much rain you've gotten where you live? Yeah. I just saw something earlier today. So, uh, downtown Houston got approximately, I think 33 inches since Thursday. Man, that's uncomp. I mean, we just can't comprehend that. We don't yeah, get that much rain of- in a year. Yeah, well, we don't either. I mean, some parts of Houston are getting the same rain totals from Harvey that they get, usually get for a year. I mean, this is a wet city. It's kind of swampland, mm-hmm. but, I mean, this is just unreal, man. We're talking with Robert Morris. He's a former Argus Leader reporter who is now the arts and entertainment editor for the Houston Chronicle and, of course, lives in Houston. And uh, you and remind me, you, you're married. What's your wife's name? Uh, Leia. Uh, and she also is a... a a plains person, right? You guys both grew up in uh, the North Dakota area. Is yeah, that she grew up in uh, like Winnipeg and Fargo. Oh, sure. Yeah. How's she? Uh, how's she experiencing it? Or is she about the same as you? Yeah, about the same as me. I mean, like, I, she's handling it well. You know, she's probably a little more cautious about these things than I am. But I mean, we're we're doing our best to be cool. You know, it's like like even talking about it, I kind of feel like I'm having emotion come out of my voice that, that I didn't expect to be there because it's just it's it's an unwieldy situation. Like even though. I'm not experiencing any, any turmoil or terror. It's just like, there's so many people I know who had their homes like, uh, flooded and they're being mm-hmm. forced out. Um, yeah, it's strange, man. Is it hard for you? I mean, you're in the newspaper business and you're stuck in your apartment, you know, do you want to be at the office or what, what's that emotion like? Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, yes and no, I don't want to be at the office because frankly, like, like the area around the office floods so badly, I don't want to get my car like fluttered out. Mm-hmm. It's this weird practical sense. But yeah, I mean, you kind of want to be there to to like be part of the fight, so to speak. Um, I mean, since I'm an editor, I don't really go out and about in the city and report. Mm-hmm. So I don't have this urge to kind of go talk to people and like get in the flood boats and tell the stories. I'm just used to curating stories or mm-hmm. or trying to improve them in some way. Um, but you know, I can do that all from here. Like I'm on my phone like like every morning, just kind of talking to all my reporters and seeing what's up and what mm-hmm. we're going to do for the day. So you still kind of feel like you're, you're part of the, the narrative, so to speak. Yeah. So is it, it's an all hands on deck situation, I imagine. I mean, it's, Oh yeah, totally. You guys aren't still I mean, writing, uh, you know, theater reviews or 
<laughs> you know, whatever your <laughs> normal even, thing is. Even if we wanted to, man, like the major theaters are like underwater, so that's not going to happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's also about the weird balance that you know about this. It's like, mm-hmm. so yeah, my reporters are out there writing about, uh, for instance, one of them was writing about the Lakewood Church and Joel Osteen letting people in, but yet mm-hmm. he still had to write a story about this concert that's happening this weekend. It's it's juggling like like the the current calamity yeah. along with all your normal responsibilities. So it's also one of those weird mind numbing things. So your reporter is writing the the Joel Olstein stuff a little bit. Uh, he was yeah. There were two reporters on it this morning. He's one of them. And that's the deal where he's kind of a he's a big time televangelist, and he wasn't yeah. going to open up his church. Did he finally do that? Yeah, he did. And I mean, not to get too like myopic on this thing, but right. there's a lot of misinformation going on around oh, that. Sure. That church is actually near the uh, the Chronicle where I work, and it's like there's so much flooding there, man. Oh. Like, I don't think they could let people in there if they wanted to right away. Oh, that makes more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, so what's the situation today? I mean, what are, when you look out your window, what's it, what's it look like? It's still raining or what's the deal? Yeah, it's still kind of raining. It's, today's been the least amount of rain happening consistently since Friday. Um, it's weird. It's this mix of hope and still like this reminder that it's, it's still terrible out there because the, um, the projections for where the Harvey is going to like, like a goal in the next day or two has changed and it's pushed to, uh, to the east of Houston, which is really good for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you feel this hope for that and you think that it's not going to be as bad as some projections. And you see it in the sky because, again, it's not raining all much, a lot. But there's some levees that broke in the south side of town, so there was new evacuations and uh, yeah. you know, things like that. The, the rivers, another thing is like a lot of the rainfall happened on the west side, so it has to flow through Houston to get to the Gulf. So some of these like floods are being delayed. They're either happening now, or you can see them forming. They're going to happen tomorrow. Oh, so it's man. it's definitely not over. So <clears throat> excuse me. Is it is it difficult for you to watch television? You know where you're seeing all this, and it's it's just out. You're in your apartment. You're not leaving, but you've got this window into the world that's all around you. That's got to be weird. It's weird. In, it, it's weird in the sense that you're talking about. Definitely. Um, you know, again, Houston's so, so large that you're seeing things on, from the local newscasts that are happening like 35 miles from you. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't really be in touch with that part of this area regardless, but it's like, you do feel like, like you should be fighting in some ways, you know? Um, but you don't want to also leave and try to help people and then become one of the casualties. Um, right. You know, that That'd be the worst thing is to get stuck yeah, in your exactly. car somewhere. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you've really got to take heed to that warning of just stay home, stay off the roads and that kind of stuff. But it's like, you know, I can also walk like half a mile in, in two directions and I'm seeing like an interstate underwater. I'm seeing a park that's inundated with a, a bio that's swollen. I mean, it's oh. here too. It's not just, you know, 30 miles away. Right. It's just that you happen to be in a building that's not flooded. Yeah. Yeah. The other weird thing for me, man, it's kind of a trip is like you see the national media take on this and suddenly when you're like in the middle of it, it feels different. Really, you know, it's like, like you, you almost want to like, like defend your town. You want to defend the people around you. You want to defend the situation from anything you see as misinformation or uncharacterized stances and things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a weird cheerleading effect that I think comes up. That is strange. And how long have you been in Houston? Uh, about a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, has it been a cultural shift for you? It's a different kind of city. Um. Yes and no. I mean, I think the the shift is just in like the the girth of it all i keep saying how big it is and mm-hmm. just sometimes that's like hard to comprehend i mean it's such a a commuter city in terms of like uh, automotives so it's like like driving anywhere takes forever i think that's the biggest culture shock but i mean in terms of like 
different, you know, ethnicities and cultural aspects. It's like, you know, we we got a lot of that in Virginia. We lived in Arizona for a while, mm-hmm. so, you know, we're kind of used to a lot of it. We're talking with Robert Morris. He's a uh, former Argus Leader reporter who is now the arts and entertainment editor for the Houston Chronicle, uh, stranded in his apartment in Houston and continues to work. Um, what was the worst of it for you? I mean, is it is it like uh, emotional or the kind of psychological effect of being stranded like that? Or was the, what was it? Or was there a moment that was the worst part of it for you? No, it's not really a moment. And it's like the, the psychological effect of being stranded isn't so bad because it's like, like, as you all know up there, it's like, you know, drink blizzards, you're stuck for days. So we're kind of accustomed to that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the worst part is, like, like I've told people, it's almost like a horror movie at first. Like, like one of those old-school zombie movies where the zombies move so slow. It's like, you know they're coming, mm-hmm. you know they're going to come toward you, but you don't know exactly if they're going to get into your house or not. Mm-hmm. And that's what the hurricane felt like. You knew it was going to hit, but you didn't know to what degree. You didn't know if the water was going to be flowing inside you or around you or what. So it's just kind of like that. <clears throat> That when, continual just like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen was the worst part. Yeah. When do you think you're going to be able to get out? I mean, you're, you can get out and walk around, which is good, but when do you think you'll be yeah, able to yeah. go? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can drive around like like immediate area, probably mm-hmm. in a mile and a half radius, but um, I don't know. It's probably Thursday things will get back to normal. It just all depends on on a few things, like how much uh, they want to release some dams and things like that, because some areas of town flood more excuse me, than the others. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of the unknown. Uh, a lot of folks here still know you, Robert. What? Tell us a, a little bit about what you've been up to. What's? How's the job, man? Uh, the job's cool. You know, I mean, anybody who knows me knows that I, I love popular culture, and uh, there's a lot of it here. You know, Houston's got its own little flavor of, of hip-hop and pop music and country music and theater and art and all that stuff. So it's really cool just kind of immersing myself in it and, and trying to discover, like, what makes this thing tick. And weren't you also, so cool. weren't you also doing some, uh, script writing, movie writing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With, uh, Nick Simon, another Sioux Falls native. Um, yeah, we did this film that we co-wrote called Grown Photographs, which came out last year. Um, so we're still working on a few other things. He's working on many more things than I am, but we've got another project we're doing together, which, uh, hopefully will also become produced. Yeah. And you met Nick when you were reporting, right? You used to write stories about him. Yeah, totally. Um, Old, uh, my old boss, Bob Keys, uh, hooked me mm-hmm. up with them. I think it was story called Planet of the Apes. So we talked about that and just kind of bonded. We had Bob Keys on the program. Uh, oh, cool. From, from Maine. And now it escapes me what we were talking about. I did, it was Garth Brooks and oh, his that's right, string Garth of concerts Brooks. coming up. Yeah, Garth Brooks is coming back, man. You're going to miss it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll be down here eventually, but it's a different flavor up there, man. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Well, Robert Morris, I really appreciate you uh, taking some time for us today. Uh, best of Leah, and you guys hang in there, and uh, good luck, okay? Thanks, man. You all have fun. All right. Coming up after the news, we will talk with Jennifer Ross. She's with the American Red Cross in Sioux Falls, and we're going to give you some resources on how to help and what to avoid and, and what's the latest. So this is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. KSOO.